We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on the Odyssey app. We got four NBA games up tonight, only one going on. John Morant making his return. 20 to 16, Memphis over the Pelicans so far. Here they come, guys. John Morant leading the way, and the Grizzlies going to make a push for the playoffs. What would it take for John Morant to win MVP this year? Oh, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to give Nothing? it to him. There's Nothing? There's no scenario. What if they go from... 60 points <laughs> per game. No, I, I don't think he's got a shot at it. There's no. I was looking. There is no price. I'd be curious to see. Eventually, BetMGM will put something up. I'd be curious just to see what they would price it at. Man, I don't even know. Like 150 to one. He's missed 25 games, right. and plus the whole like situation. I don't know. Well, man. I don't think he's. I don't think he's able to because you have to play 65. Yeah, you're right. You actually won't do. be eligible. You're right. Yeah. He won't even be eligible anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Well, there's our answer then. I forgot. I'm glad they added that too. That's kind of one of the underrated changes they made in terms of rules with the league this offseason. I think a lot of people forget about. Yeah. It, it gives you the at minimum. least... Yeah, you gotta have some minimum games in there. He's got three points right now. We get Jag and Zion. Well, we thought we were going to, but the, uh, Zion decided he doesn't want to be there tonight. He played two minutes and picked up two personal fouls <laughs> and he's already headed to the bench. He he's, said, I'm out. Two two fouls and two My minutes. man's in them says... He's like, oh. let me let me taste some of those beignets on the bench. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, yeah, John Morant, one of two so far, <laughs> 0 for one from three, and uh, he's got three points. So there you go with a block. So we're starting off right, slowly but surely working his way back. Yeah, the 24 and a half I think was a big number. It definitely yeah. feels. And he's on a minutes restriction. They said that's why I took the under. It's kind of surprising they had that number the way that it is. Keith Smith jumps on with us. Haven't talked to our buddy Keith Smith in quite some time. Good to see your face again, my friend. Uh, what do we expect from the Grizzlies? Like, let's just put away tonight because it's you know it's, it's the first game with Jaw back. But like, what's a realistic expectation for this Grizzlies team just moving forward now that Jaw Morant is back with them? I think just to be competitive the rest of the way, really just make these games solid, try to get a sense of what does this team look like with John Morant and Marcus Smart, because uh, he's also going to be back at the end of the week, and get a real sense of where do we want to go from here. For them just to get to 500, they'll need to go 35 and 22, and that's like a winning percentage that would be mirrored that of the top six teams right now and that's just to get to 500 and that's even be knocking on the door of the play-in tournament so I'm just not sure that's where we're headed this year for this team they're they're seven and a half out of the last play-in spot in the west right now but you can't make that all up in a week so if I was Taylor Jenkins I'd be saying hey let's try to make up a game a week uh, that's even that is really difficult but let's try it and see where we landed when all is said and done yeah gonna be interesting to watch that progress especially since they have you know, really no centers there. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this Donovan Mitchell situation. Obviously, he's mum. Darius Garland out for significant time. Evan Mobley out significant time. I think the rumor was that the Cavs might even look in the offseason, last offseason, to move Jared Allen. And now, no Donovan Mitchell extension coming. And now the trade rumors are starting to pile up. Where are you at in terms of likelihood of trading this season before the deadline and where he could potentially go and the probability of that? Yeah, I think the no extension stuff is getting way overblown. It's the exact same situation that De'Aaron Fox is in in Sacramento as far as extensions go. And everybody was like, yeah, De'Aaron Fox turned it down. That's smart because he can make way more money 
later. Uh, so that's exactly where Donovan Mitchell's in the same spot. So that part I'm not overly worried about uh, there because that was always going to be a delayed thing until he either uh, knew what his All-NBA future was and can he cash in on the Supermax or not. As far as trades go, I think the Cavs, they've won a couple in a row without those two guys, but they're probably going to be a team that's going to be hovering right around that 6-7 line and the assured playoff spot or the play-in tournament, and then that's a major step back from where they were a year ago. But I just can't see them trading Donovan Mitchell roughly a year and a half into this experiment. I think that's something that drags into the summertime, and in the summer, if it's starting to look like he's not staying here no matter what happens that's when you have those conversations I assume it'll start right back up again with that's the heat will be involved the Lakers will be involved because they're always involved on any superstar so that's where he is you know the kind of typical teams that we heard involved last time and then does some other team jump in and say you know what we'll grab him because we think he can put us over the top or so and that'll convince him to stay here with us that's always a tried and true thing that teams try to do and try to make work but we'll ultimately see where that goes but I think this one anything happens in the next couple of months goes into next summer at the at the earliest for a trade all right keith i'm to have you on because i haven't talked with you in a while here and i'm looking at boston plus 375 and you're just the man to talk about it two years in a row they're gonna make fun <laughs> of me and i'm thinking about doing it again they're eight and two in their last 10 20 and five this season i love this team Man, I like the KP move more than I thought. Um, early thoughts on the Celtics right now, the way that they're trying concerns that you have moving forward in the East. Yeah, when they have their top guys together, they're great. Any combination of their top six, when they're all in there, is really good. It almost doesn't matter which six are on the floor. When they're missing one or two of them, it starts to get a little less great. A good team, but they're not uh, that great. They're they're dominant at home they're i believe now 14 and 0 i have been absolutely just hammering teams in this year and they've been kind of just okay on the road so far they're about to start tonight in golden state a long um four game road trip kind of key uh road trip with the warriors and the kings back to back and they've got a couple days off they play an afternoon game in los angeles and that always goes really well for the visiting uh, there, they get a little bit of that L.A. flu going on. And then they've got on Christmas. So this is going to be a stretch where we're going to find out a lot about this team and how they look. Perhaps Porzingis isn't going to play tonight. It looks like they're kind of going to manage the back-to-back. They already do that with Al Horford. So we'll see oh, what no. that looks like. But when they've got guys, they're really good. Their kind of thing that still is, what happens if a couple of those guys go down? Then they're probably in trouble because they don't have good functional depth their top six seven eight guys are fine for the playoff period but we're a long ways off of that that could be they lose guys they start losing a few games that's how milwaukee maybe philadelphia could catch them and standings in the regular season there go your porzingis prop i know i had porzingis, porzingis over 17 and a half <laughs> looks like that's just gonna get canceled talking to keith smith bet mgm tonight hey I, i'm watching the knicks recently now I see a team that, you know, no Mitchell Robinson is obviously a major loss for them. Yeah, they don't have a lot to go with it in the in the middle now. Uh, but Julius Randle has been great. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been playing fantastic. I mean, had a 50 spot the other night. When you look at this Knicks team, obviously we know they're going to be in the market. They've been in trade room. star. You mentioned Donovan Mitchell. That'll probably be a, a summertime thing there. But when you look at this team, 
now where do they stack up from what you've seen on the court with the rest of the conference is it kind of just where they're sitting in the standings be a possibility where they could maybe climb a little bit higher as the season goes on i think where they are i think their record will improve top six team but they're not in the category with the top three i think the east they did the Bucks and the Sixers have really set themselves apart as the class of the conference. And the Knicks are in that next group of teams, and that's guys like Miami, Cleveland, the Magic. Uh, those teams are all kind of in the Knicks, and that that's fine. That's not necessarily a bad place to be. It's just kind of where they're at. I think what limits them is Jalen Brunson is really good, but teams have figured out ways to kind of scheme and take him out of things a little bit. Lewis Randall's still very hit or miss. RJ Barrett is, you know, maybe the most consistent guy in the league. He can <laughs> drop 30 one night and then have 10 the next. And it looks good because on the overall season, 20 points per game, but you, you kind of, when you see how it got there, you're, you're kind of left uh, puzzled a little bit. And I feel like they've just got too many guards and uh, for for the minutes they want to play, we've already heard Josh Hart and Quentin Grimes both grumble a little bit about. We heard Emmanuel quickly a little bit uh, when he came back after missing a game that he was feeling a little left out out in the cold with minutes. So I think that's just going to be something they're going to have to work through until a trade comes and it comes down to are they going to be the group they've been over the last four years now, which is extremely patient and is waiting and biding their time. They're not. They, they chase the A-level guys. If they don't get them, the old Knicks would have said, all right, let's get three C-level guys and call it good. Now this group has been a lot more. They wait, they hold, and, and they try to see what develops for them. So I think we're in a spot in the Knicks where it's probably what you see is what you get, but maybe that big move is just around. Because I do get the sense they've been piling up assets. They've been retaining players, waiting, biding their time to make that big move. Atlanta Hawks. Off to a very, very disappointing start. They're 11 and 15, just one game better than the Bulls, who have actually been a lot better now than they've been playing, and one game better than the Hornets. What can Quinn Snyder do to, to fix this, or is this roster fixed? I, I think it's more an office do to help Quinn Snyder fix it. Now, part of it will be fixed when they get Jalen Johnson. He was playing really, really well for them. He was arguably, you could say, their second best player behind Trey Young uh, in the season. I think Clint Capella is. We're 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 into the territory now where we should be having a conversation. Should Kongwu replace him in the starting group, and where does that go moving forward? I, I, the Sadiq Bay, DeAndre Hunter forward pairing just doesn't really work for me. They're they're two guys who are just. Average in just about all ways. They're, 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 neither one of them is a bad player, but neither one of them is special. So you're, you're real messy. The offense, I think that's where they could do some stuff. And I thought their game, albeit it was against the Pistons last night, you did see some semblance of we're going to cut out DeJounte Murray running the offense type stuff. We're going to really, we're going to let Trey kind of lead us there. And, and Trey got his shots, but he also was really good. Even it was setting guys off up, and they put Murray into this off-ball secondary creator, and I think that's better than the. All right, we got to give Dejounte a few possessions here, and then Trey Young goes and stands out around the logo somewhere and doesn't move. In multiple clips, you can see he just doesn't move. And then the big 
defense stinks, and it's just not going to get any better with the personnel they have. So it's probably where Quinn Snyder can do only do so much, and maybe they make a trade and do something to balance the roster a little bit better for him. Luca actually has the second best MVP odds. They've been playing decent. They're six and four in their last ten. They're six games above five hundred this season, and Kyrie's missed the bunch. Has just been really good. Uh, what do you think their ceiling is this season? And do you think if they're like a five four seed, that's good enough for Luca to win an MVP? needs to do what he's doing yeah to the second part of your question that's probably going to be a little bit tough because i imagine yeah. you, you i think joel Embiid will be there when all is said and done probably honest will be in the mix to some extent i think sga may have some say especially if they keep really well and someone is going to get some love on the wolves for some if they continue to play mm-hmm. as good as they are and then watch out for the clippers you know they're all of a sudden here we are again, Why? and I'm like, man, I'm I'm bought in. Shouldn't be. I should know better by now. That's you know that that's on me. If this goes sideways again, as far as Luke and the Mavs ceiling goes, they could win the West. I, I'm not them to win the West right now in the you know end of December. But they could. It's very possible because they're gonna playoff series and probably no. We have two of the best five six guys in. G- about any series they play and those two guys defense, and a lot of times that's what it comes down to in the playoffs they play enough defense with their guys it feels like they maybe have one more move in them if they really want to make it uh kind of get something you know maybe another wing shooter another three and d guy if they need that that that's somewhere they go so uh, i think there's a real chance for the Mavs to make, make some noise like i said i wouldn't necessarily pick it but it wouldn't surprise me either if that's the way it goes down Got about a minute here or so. You mentioned the Clippers and Kawhi playing every single game so far this year. How much of that is a factor of just the new rules, the NBA, or is it he's really like truly fully healthy now after all of those injuries? I think there's a sense with the Clippers, and I think it's driven a little bit by Ty Lue in the front office of it's do or die time here. Either this is going to work or not, and we need to figure this out. And I think Ty Lue is, especially, Harden trade has had this uh, way he's coached where it is. I don't care hurting feelings. If you're not going to contribute, you're going to the bench. It doesn't matter. We saw PG or a veteran guy. Feels like over the last couple of years, he would have been out there getting hits just because of who he is and his stature. And I think Ty Lewis said, "Go to the bench. You're not going to help us. You know, we're only going to play the guys who can help us win." And in Kawhi, maybe he's finally figured out this is the way I got to play through this. Uh, you know, can have and this is what's going on and and they're really playing well i mean it it's either finally where we thought we would be with this team but again it's the end of december let's have a conversation towards the end of march and april uh before we get there yeah i don't think there's any nba fan unless maybe you're a lakers fan that doesn't want to see what this clippers team can really do when they're fully healthy exactly. i want to see it keith great to talk to you again man Thanks. appreciate Thanks, you coming keith. on i appreciate it happy holidays to you and yours and you as well there he goes yeah, the Clippers, man, you don't want to buy in. You're scared, but you watch them. They've won eight games now, and it's starting to click a little bit. Right, Ryan? I heard about Right, Ryan? I got- I- Kawhi holding the... It's on the left cheek, right? Holding the Larry O'Brien. Yeah.